Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the in this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All the band is on the field. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Open Line. We're your host, Wits and Roz. Today we are joined by Jared Rubin at the round table, a name you guys well know at this point. Thomas was supposed to show up. He hasn't. Oh well. Jared, how you doing today? Doing good. Getting closer and closer to the magical start of football season. So and close. Another, another uh, Ethan fifth-place finish. I love that that's the running joke here. Wits, I'm sure you're going to top that. Welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. A little upset. Golf bets just fell through. Alex Norin, three holes in a row. Couldn't yeah, get a birdie. Never good to catch you at the end of a bad betting loss, honestly. Yeah. There's a couple of things that, like, you don't want to be around wits when some this X factor occurs. So yeah, hopefully, you know, I don't want to be around myself right now. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it picks up. I had a good week of betting. I had one parlay. That's all you need. You just need to hit one. Um, got a couple wins. Took the Twins and Cubs. Twins, dangerous looking team. I know the AL North or not the AL North. The AL Central. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. AL Central is a big, a big division for Wits. I'm sure he's excited to see baseball back. Kind of, what's first impressions? We've got three games in for most teams at this point. Wits, how you feeling about baseball being back? Uh, I love it. A little weird without the fans, but it's been good so far. Um, yeah, the AL Central, very interesting. I think people kind of forgot about the Indians a little bit, myself included. But Shane Bieber opening day, 14 Ks. It's gonna be a it's going to be a nice little race there between the Indians and the Twins and hopefully the Sox. And, yeah, I'm glad everything's back. It's uh, It's been fun so far. Yeah, it's good. Dude. Just watching Ian Happ hit a two-run home run behind me. Second of the year already. Happ, I don't know, good start. He's known for a good start. And then usually gets relegated or whatever it is, sent down. I'm using different oh. sports terms for different leagues right now. Rue, how are you feeling about baseball being back? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I haven't watched a ton out there than the Cubs this weekend. Um, it's nice to just be able to look on your phone again and actually see real scores. That's a little new for us yeah. these days, but it's nice. it's nice to have that. Probably watch a few more games tonight. I think we got a doubleheader on Sunday Night Baseball. So, um, uh, Actually, I think it's a 6 o'clock game and then a 9 o'clock game. Yeah, so I won't be, I won't be around for the 9 o'clock game. But yeah, it's kind of weird. They usually have the like the marquee game is a like six o'clock. But, yeah. Oh. Who is it? Atlanta and the Mets, I think. Um. Yeah, I think it's Atlanta and the Mets, and then San Francisco, L.A. at nine oh eight. Yeah, that's too late. 
Yeah, too late <laughs> for you guys. West Coast baseball, really not something you guys can watch there in the Midwest. Um, but it's good. Baseball's back. It's exciting. I've already had the ups and downs of the Cubs just in the first three games where their bats look fantastic, but their pitching rotation and their uh, bullpen looks like ass. But Kyle Hendricks throwing an absolute gem on Friday night. Kyle Hendricks, that was amazing. Part of a that was he was part of the great parlay. But baseball is here. I'm sure we'll get more into it as we move along. There's only 60 games these guys get to play, so every game matters at this point. Um, but we're going to continue on as Rube alluded to, fantasy football just around the corner, and we're at the best position in fantasy football, in my opinion, <laughs> the most fun for me to play with. That's why he's think. And that is the wide receivers. You got to respect game recognizes game from a former wide receiver to all the wide receivers I've drafted in my life. An option offense, triple option. Yeah. (laughs) They do what I wish I could have done at that level. Um, But we got wide receivers. And this is another position with a consensus number one. I'm curious if he is your guys' consensus number one. Mike Thomas set the record for receptions. He has had the most fantasy points over the last two seasons for wide receivers. Argue it, dispute it. Who's your number one if he's not? Or do you agree with Michael Thomas being the number one wide receiver? Rube. Rube's always first. Okay. I got to go second. Um, I don't know if he's the number one, to be honest. I think he benefited a lot from a ton of volume. Um, I could see it being him being number one, but I think... I could easily see a, a Julio Jones or uh, DeAndre Hopkins, depending on how it shakes out there in Arizona. Um, so I could, I mean, I think he's probably the number one guy I would take, but I don't think he's like a consensus number one this year. I'm on the exact same page as Rube here. Yes, he might be number one, but he will not be on my team this year unless he falls to the second round, which probably won't happen. I'll let a guy like Roz take him at number seven. Um, cause that's probably where he deserves to go, but I agree. Michael Thomas, he's great, but there is, there is a limited upside on big plays with him because he catches a ton of passes and gets a ton of targets, but he's not a guy who really pops the top off of a defense. So to, to be ranked number one for me, I just, I couldn't, I can't see myself taking a guy like that, even though he has led fantasy wide receivers the past few years, there's just too much value down later in the draft for me to take him as the number one wide out. So, you know, that, that's my opinion. How about yours, Roz? What do you well, think of Michael Thomas? For me, I haven't. I drafted D-Hop over him last year. I've done that, I think, two years in a row, actually. And I am, of the three of us, the one who always ends up, and that's just because of the collusion. I end up with picks seven through nine, so I usually go wide receiver there. Honestly, it's hard to see passing on Michael Thomas at this point. The consistency is there. I agree his touchdown numbers aren't otherworldly, but that's who's to say that doesn't change, right? Um, hey, you want to take him? He's all yours, buddy. Yeah. Well, that's this is where I hope, since we're doing a show and we put aside our competition, you guys don't draft wide receivers in the first round. I mean, especially you, Wits. So I'm curious, is there a wide receiver and a position in the first round where you would take one of them? Um, I just, I don't really see it. I mean, maybe if I had like the eight, nine or 10, I might think about taking a guy like Julio Jones or DeAndre Hopkins, but I mean, the running back position is by far the most valuable 
there's just so much drop off once you get past the first or second group of guys that if you don't hit on a running back early, then you're you're setting yourself up for failure. So, you know, I'll I'll let people take wide receivers in the first round all day. Um, but if I get near the back end and there's a, a guy who I like, I would definitely take one. But I don't know. I'll, I'll leave that to guys like you to come in sixth place and take Easy for you to keep saying that. Place. So, but where where then do you take? You said maybe a eight nine, but I know you. You're going to still take a wide receiver or, or running back. Are you like? Do you wait typically to the second round, or are you just like let's fill the running back quota as fast as I can and back end I, it with wide receivers? What do you want advice on the draft now? No, I'm just I, I, I let the draft come to me and whatever you know, whatever's left, I, I, I let it play out. You know, I, I don't know who people are going to pick, but I've got some guys in mind, and if it comes to that where there's no running back left where I think is worth it, and there's a wide receiver there, I'll take a wide receiver. Well, let's be honest, Rube, you're completely the opposite of Wiss. I've seen you take a quarterback in the first round. I've seen you all over the board, and with your draft strategy, let's get let's get yours here. Is there a wide? Do you jump up and take a wide receiver? Say you have the fifth pick, and there is a little bit of a discrepancy between the fourth best running back and there. Are you taking a wide receiver there, or are you also just wait and see? Um, and do you take them towards the late end of the first round or early second round? I mean, I think I agree with Sandra. If you're on the turn there at nine or ten, maybe, but fifth pick, not not a chance. There's plenty of guys that you can get up there like we talked about last week that I'd be much happier having than a receiver that early. But I don't know, around the back second half of the round or nine, ten pick. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Well, let's just get into the rest of the top five. D Hop is two, Julio Jones is at three, Devontae Adams at four, Tariq Hill at five. You now know the top five. Who is your guys' pick out of the top five if you were to get one of these top receivers? And I know it's not your draft strategy, but who would you like most on your team who has the highest potential in your guys' opinion? Rube, we'll start with you. Um, I think potential, I'd probably say Julio Jones has the highest potential. Just my opinion. I don't really have a good reason for it. I don't need a good reason for it. <laughs> I just think he is. All right, wait. Yeah, I mean, get the good insight here on the sporting manager. <laughs> yeah, Roz, my rankings are a little different. You might have done the fuller standard PPR, but Actually, I did the half, half PPR. Point PPR. I've got a half point PPR as well, and I've got Thomas Adams, Julio, Tyreek, and DeAndre Hopkins. And those first two guys. I literally said the same ex- five names, by the way. But you know, you said D Hop was two. I do have D Hop as two on this one. I have D Hop as five. Uh, first two guys on my list don't excite me at all. Uh, I just don't. I don't see any scenario where I would take Devonte Adams or Michael Thomas, even with a gun to my head. And I, I agree with Rube. I like Julio Jones. There is nothing not to like about him because all he has ever done, similar to a Mike Evans, is put up a thousand yard seasons. A little light on the touchdowns, but we had some progress last year, and maybe he might catch ten touchdowns this year. Tyreek Hill has a ton of upside. But it does scare me a little bit. You know, Patrick Mahomes flings the ball all over the place. I like McCole Hardman a lot this year. And then D-Hop, new team. He's great, but it's a little scary for me. And I know the faith I have in Kyler Murray, but Julio Jones out of the top five. Um, that's who I like the best. And I feel similarly to these wide receivers, how I felt about the running backs. 
the top top group of guys doesn't excite me that much. There's a lot of value down on the board, and I just I don't want to get stuck with a guy who gets hurt or just doesn't play that well. Um, yeah, that's my take on the wideouts right now. Yeah, I think it's it is consensus in this fact that I think Julio Jones has the most potential, and I know his touchdown numbers haven't always been there. Um, he has had a great stretch going against me in fantasy. Every time I play Julio, it's his best touchdown week of the year. Um, D-Hop going to the new team does scare me. You gave me a little bit of hope with how you feel about Kyler Murray, but receivers moving to a new system doesn't usually translate. Uh, so Julio would be my pick there in the top five wide receivers. I'm glad you guys know just because in case I get that eighth pick, I guess that's where I'll be going potentially. Um, you don't deserve a guy like Julio. You just don't. <laughs> Michael Thomas at five is coming in hot. Michael Thomas, Odell back on the turn. Parlay it with an overreaching for Aaron Jones again. They think I they can have... see your. I can see your team. I can draft your team right now. <laughs> I love. I love the competitive spirit there. I love that they think they know me. But then we move on to the next five going down this list. We've got Godwin at six, Allen Robinson at seven, which just seems absolutely absurd. Mike Evans at eight, Kenny Galladay at nine, and Juju Smith-Schuster sitting there at ten. An ugly, ugly bottom five there. I think they're this year. I, I, I'm going to throw a flag on no, that. No, don't disagree. throw the flag yet. Yeah, do not fucking throw this flag until I finish my statement. I think there is a clear, you want to talk drop-offs. I understand the running back one and why it's more important, but wide receivers I don't think you, like, once you miss those first five guys, these next five, I'm happy sitting and waiting and drafting my running backs second, third round because these guys are bums. Most They're Allen Robinson, be there. Allen Robinson, bum. Juju Smith-Schuster, after last year, bum. Not a true number one wide receiver. I don't give a shit that Ben Roethlisberger's back, and I know that's your case for everything Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm willing to put a bet down that they don't go better than eight and eight this year. So I think that all this hoopla about <laughs> Roethlisberger coming back, not being in a fucking walking boot. I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it. Brad, you, he... just, you, just got, you just got an argument with yourself and neither Xander or I said one word. I'm, that whole I'm, reading, I'm reading Wits' face. That's the, that's the perk <laughs> I get having this video chat. Those who listen to this don't have this, but I can look right Wits in the eyes and know exactly what he wants to say. And then Brad, I thought you were going to put up somewhat of a fight this year, but after those takes, I'm, I'm more excited that we could draft today. <laughs> and I think I can just see how this season's going. I agree with you on Allen Robinson. Doesn't excite me. Could have a big year. But the other four guys that you mentioned, like, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm glad you have your opinions because mine are very different than yours. Because Tom's there in Tampa. That Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I mean, I think they had a better no, chance with Winston. Winston throws the ball 300 times a game. Tom Brady's a dump-off guy. I think Mike find Evans me, has a Find me a more consistent fantasy football wide receiver than Mike Evans. And if you say Julio Jones, I'll say fine. But find me a more consistent wide receiver than Mike Evans Mike over Thomas, the past five or, years. Yeah, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, let's see. Where can I keep going with this one? Uh, Amari we, Cooper. We, we could have an argument about it. No, Amari Cooper is not in that same sentence as Mike Adam Evans. Thielen before when it last comes year. to fantasy AJ football, Green before he got hurt, AJ Green time. hasn't played in sixteen years. <laughs> it's been a year. I said more consistent over the past five years than Mike Evans. Okay, that's five years. There's still four more years. I think Mike Evans is a big like he had 
he's had one good season all the way through for you. <laughs> he's had a thousand yards every single year and at least six touchdowns. Buddy. But I, I don't I don't want to have to justify it to you because you're you're not the one I worry about. It's the other guy in the call. You should worry about it. what do you, Jared didn't even make the postseason last year. I don't understand where he gets any love. The guy's a his bum. name's on the trophy. I had the, best, I had the best team of all time two years ago, so it's in it's somewhere it's in there somewhere. Just gotta get back yeah. this year. And Rube, he he took a shot last year with a couple guys that didn't work out, but that I don't think that was a reflection on his fantasy football skill. Right. So basically, basically in that final five of the top ten, I said you were gonna get on me. You didn't justify anything. You just chose the two Tampa Bay guys. The other three suck. Give me. Anything on you, I mean, do you want me to? I can keep going. But Juju, explain Juju Rube, to me. Rube explain Rube. Juju Smith-Schuster, who had his best season on your team when Antonio Brown was on the other side of the ball. Roz, did you watch one Pittsburgh Steeler game and watch the quarterback play last year? It was atrocious. Yes, because right I had now. Juju last year, but he also couldn't get open to save his life. Roz, he had basically you playing quarterback for him. I would have been NFL. way better. Get the hell exactly, out of here. exactly my point. So the fact that you're going to write off a guy after he's got two third-string quarterbacks starting in the entire 16-game slate is atrocious. Give but me, that's fine. You won't take him. I would. Give me a, give me a little Kenny Galladay backup because Stafford's great. Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay has gotten better every single year that he's been in the NFL. No, Last year he had 11 touchdowns and 1,200 yards. He's gotten better each of his three years. It's Detroit, though. Well, I mean. What's not to like about that? Calvin Johnson played in Detroit, too. You remember him? Yeah, but he was the best receiver of all time. I know. But when I mean, you say Stafford Detroit. Can, Matthew Stafford can sling it. Like, I don't care how bad that team is. He's a pretty damn good quarterback. And he's going to – I do like Galladay. I think there will be a lot of production there. The Tampa guys, I, I kind of partially agree with both of you. I do think that Jameis is a better guy to have as your fantasy quarterback if you're those guys than Tom Brady would be. But I still think they're going to put up a ton of points. Although I think Chris Godwin being ranked ahead of Mike Evans is asinine. I don't know where the I hell I don't know, dude. Is. I think Godwin has the better chance with Brady. Brady doesn't go deep. He's not going to go over the top for Mike Evans. Whereas Chris Godwin's constantly be getting the ball out of the slot. Just look I'm... at Julian Edelman. He's been so successful because he wasn't a deep threat. He was a slot guy like Chris, Chris Godwin. I think that makes more sense to me. I think Chris Godwin, who had a fantastic But the Patriots season, didn't really have, like, a deep ball guy last year. I'm, yeah, but he, okay, really that's didn't. fine. But he's also 43 years old, and you know so this. What? With, he can't, when he had the season with Randy ball. Moss, he was 35. Like, he's fucking been that's old for the past. That's eight years ago. Are Dude, you kidding me? He was me? old then. He's still old. Like There's I, a I different the in old. 35 opposed to LeBron James is 35. And he's still the it's most athletic person in the league. Though. It's not the same thing. Get out of here. Dude, an arm strength. You saw it in Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning went to the Super Bowl, had a great, or had the 55 touchdown season. Peyton Manning arm had a great, reconstructed looked neck. Great, and then he got older, like just by three or four Tom years, Brady, and he couldn't throw the Tom deep Brady's ball anymore. never really had like any significant injuries other than the knee that he broke like 10 years ago. He's really never had anything that, yeah, that bad. Arm strength goes away. You guys, are, you, that guys are, much, you guys are ridiculous if you think he's a Dude, deep ball guy. Brady was hurt last year, too, and he had nobody to throw to. Godwin would be my pick of the two if we're going to have this argument. I think he fits Brady's, like, gameplay way better. We'll see. We'll see. We should, 
we fucking shall see. And not to mention that they have Rob Gronkowski there. They have fucking O.J. Howard. They've got a lot of weapons. That's a lot of weapons. Don't, don't bring up O.J. Howard. I'm bringing up O.J. Howard. He doesn't deserve to be. Howard in every one of these discussions, and he has not done a thing since he left Alabama. Yeah. You sound like Mel Kuyper talking up these guys, and they don't even play one single down. I can't remember ever seeing O.J. Howard catch a pass in the NFL. All right. We move on. We keep going down the list. A very fiery 6 through 10 I'll take Allen Robinson out of those five. Oh, woof. You, you do that. Bear down, shit. baby. Amari Bear Cooper down. here at 11. DJ Moore at 12. Keenan Allen at 13. Cortland Sutton, the Witzman, at 14. Devontae Parker at 15. Um, I love Amari Cooper. I think he's getting a little disrespected. And you want to talk, if, especially if you were going to discredit my last point about Tampa, they might have a shit ton of weapons in Dallas, but Amari Cooper's still number one there and looked fantastic last year. Had an amazing season. Now he's in the full. He's got his contract. Give me Amari Cooper starting off the back end or the back end, yeah, of the top 20. Rube, Wits, anything? Uh, you, want my, you want my opinion? Yeah. What we're doing here? Um, yeah, I think he's good. I think the, I think Cowboys will put up points. Um, who else did you name there? DJ Keenan Moore, Keenan Allen, Cortland Sutton, Devontae Parker. Um, I feel like if Ryan Fitzmagic's still slinging it, I feel like Devontae Parker's got a good shot. It's going to be two of If Tua's bum ass gets in there, he's got no chance. Wow. Hasn't <laughs> even taken a snap yet. Um, yeah. DJ Moore, he could... I guess he could be all right, dude. With his with his level of insight over here, Wits, how do you even like? He I'm not he has at zero it. I'm shot. Not at I'm just letting dude, you yeah. Ruby is doing this like all off of like hearing you, then having to think about it. I'm like, we're like looking at stuff. Yeah, but you're naming, like, you're, you're naming guys. I'm giving you my my first reaction, but but I got my biggest competition on the phone here. I'm not giving away too much. I don't care. That <laughs> I don't think you have anything. Tips. Whose competition? You just got to beat out Thomas for last place. That's all you got to do. You ain't first, you're last. You're right. Yeah, we're, we're a couple of us on this call to try to win the league every play, year. I don't play for $20 third place payouts. Yeah, hey. and that, that's why our names are on the trophy. The names aren't on the trophy. They have fallen off because of the shitty Deerfield trophy store. Your fault. Not my fault. I got this made in Los Angeles by the professional trophy makers, the ones who've made the Dundies, the Shiva, all these big trophies. Those three names haven't fallen off. Dylan and Matt remain on the trophy. Wits, Rube, I think it's telling that both of your names fell off the trophy. You cocky, (laughs) ignorant bastards. I don't have my name on it. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that the core group of us from baseball are on the trophy, and uh, you're not. We'll see. Yeah, let's get back to the rankings. Uh, Devontae Parker, uh, my list I'm looking at has him at 25. Um, but if he's in the top 15, fine. He, he's a guy, not the type of guy I really like to draft. because he's, he's very boomer bust, seems like. I know he kind of came on with Fitzpatrick last year. But not, not a guy I'm too excited about. I think DJ Moore is ranked about... 10 or 15 spots too high for my liking. And let me see. Amari Cooper, eh, don't have anything good or bad to say about him. I think he is. I agree with you, Roz. He is the number one wide out over there, but that's it's a lot of mouths to feed. 
OBJ will never be on my team. Don't have much to say about him. Adam Thielen is a guy who could have a little bit of a comeback here if he stays healthy. Uh, that Thielen, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, not super exciting names, but could make or break your fantasy team. So those are a few guys I'm looking at. You're that like 15 to 20-ish range. Yeah, I agree with you and Thielen. I love Justin Jefferson, who's way down this list. I think he's going to be their number two right away in Minnesota. Um, and Kirk, Kirk throws the ball. You know, I know it's a running offense up there. Fucking what's his name? Zimmer wants to put it in Cook's hand all the time. But the guy's going to break if they do that. So they need Kirky to throw the ball. And sometimes when he doesn't throw it to the other team, he does connect with his wide receivers. So um, here we go. We'll go sleepers and busts. Rube. Off the top, you got nothing in front of you. Pick some sleepers <laughs> deep down there. I can even just toss you some names. Um, yeah, give me, give me a few names. I have no freaking idea. Bust, I'll go with DeAndre Hopkins because I don't think I don't think guys change teams well in the NFL. I think it's very rare. So I'll go with that. That one. Rube, I heard you like Deontay Johnson from the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, he's he's good. I'll go with that Washington dude in Pittsburgh. What's his first name? James Washington. I- yeah. Oh. Literally the counterpart to what Witz just said. <laughs> yeah. Hey, somebody's <laughs> got to be the number two there. I, I honestly I don't really have any sleepers. I just don't. I have. I don't know. Witz. Right. I'm, I'm gonna throw out. I don't know if he could call him a sleeper, but he's way down the board for me. How about Stefan Diggs going to Buffalo? I think this is gonna be interesting. He's a. Uh, I don't know. There's just something about him where I, I could see him putting up 1,107 or 8 TDs, finds a deep connection with Josh Rosen, and at 27 on the list... Josh Rosen would love to have that deep connection if he could ever get a start, but Josh Allen might be able to find that deep connection with him. Yeah, whatever. Whatever Josh is under center. <laughs> Stephon Diggs is a good target to throw to, and he's been very successful, and... Yeah, he's a guy I'm looking at. I don't know if I call him a sleeper, but a guy who's being undervalued right now. Yeah, I've got. He's pretty low on this list. I think he is 26 on my list. Um, and Rube could, should be able to speak to it. He had John Brown last year, who yeah, actually had a good season. So John my, Brown, two bright spots last year. Right, John Brown and Diggs. Not a bad combination. Is Josh Allen? Pro- this is what I'm so I've fed this feeling. I think the Bills are the team to beat, where everyone still thinks now that Cam's there, the Patriots and Belichick have it. I think the Bills have a great team all around. They have a good defense. The kid Devin Singletary is going to be a good. Is he? Wait, I'm gonna. He's is Montgomery. No, no, I was right. Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary. Yeah. Yeah, I was right. I don't know. Good offense. I see good things for them. Yeah, they could be pretty good. And another guy who is probably appropriately ranked, uh, Tyler Lockett. If he found his way into the top 10, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, similarly down the list, a guy like T.Y. Hilton could be a top five fantasy wide receiver if he's healthy. But, you know, that's that's where you get to this point. You know, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, you just you don't really know what you're going to get. But if you do hit on one of those guys, it, it could be a monstrous year. What team's so, Brandon Cooks these days? He is on Houston, Houston now. Hmm. I think so. what the T.Y. Hilton one is the one I was going to use. I, I knew you were going to come across it. Phillip Rivers there now. He's going to be the healthiest coming into the season he has been in two years. I kind of like T.Y. Hilton, this revamped Colts team. Um, I think anytime you get a quarterback with experience like that, 
it just boosts you. I mean, what? You love Jacoby Brissett, but I think Phillip Rivers is the better passer. Does he lose games like a champion? Absolutely, but at least he's putting up points for your fantasy players all along the way. I think T.Y. Hilton, I liked your pick. of If he showed up in the top five, wouldn't be surprised. I think he's yeah, my sleeper. He He's a guy it's very hard to click the draft button on. It's a like, little bit. There's you know, a lot of fear. You're thinking about all the, yeah, it's a lot of fear. And especially for a guy that talented, I feel like. But at the Will right Fuller, place. At the, yeah, at the right place. Will Fuller is a guy usually there late enough where you're like, yeah, a lot of upside, I'll take him. Much easier to draft. But T.Y. Hilton is always drafted near that point where, like, if I miss on this pick, this is a it's going to be a big downfall for me because it's very hard to make up. But I really um, like my other sleeper was D.K. Metcalf. I know you like Tyler Lockett. I think Metcalf is a guy him. who stretched the field. He had, he had a pretty good season for a rookie season. He was the best of the rookie wide receivers. So it's a guy I'm looking at, 6th, 7th, maybe 8th round if he gets there. He's uh, he's in the top 30 on this list. I like DK a lot. Um, bust, I'm telling you Mike Evans is my bust. I'm going to argue it. Allen Robinson, since he's that high, might as well toss a bust. I mean, who the fuck's throwing him the ball in Chicago? I mean, I don't know where the magic numbers came for this projection. Allen Robinson being in the top 10 might be the most atrocious thing I've ever think or ever seen. Yeah. I don't know. I don't love it. I, I could see it. He's had two really good seasons. Um, but I, I just, I don't, I never really liked him that much to begin with. So I'm, I'm a little bit biased, but if I had to pick one bust, I think I'm going to go to the top of the board and say, Mike Thomas, I think he's going to have a good year, but I think he finishes um, say outside the top five, which is that, that's pretty big for a guy who gets that many targets. But I don't know, something about it this year. Emmanuel Sanders coming to town. I feel like there's going to be a little changing in the guard at the top of the wide receiver board. Rod, why don't you tell us about Devontae Adams sneakily ranked number two on my list? What's yeah, I've got him Packers four. Situation? Uh, I think it's great. I think Devontae's going to have a fantastic year. I think the Packers are on their way to a 16-0 season, so he'll be contributing a lot to that. Probably two touchdowns to every week, averaging about 1.5 will be fair. Um, the guy's going to have a monster season. I think Randy Moss's touchdown record's very obtainable for Devontae Adams. Um, I think the yardage is a little tougher. I'll give I'll give that to uh, – I'll keep Calvin up there. But, yeah, no, Devontae Adams probably going to be the best receiver at the end of this season, without a doubt. Uh, Why well, take Devontae Adams in the first round when you can take Alan Lazard in the 12th round? That's my <laughs> Hey, Devin Funchess is there too. I think Devin Funchess had a pretty good year when Calvin Benjamin was his number one. So now that you've got an even better number one in Devontae Adams, Devin Funchess could be a red zone guy, not really a tight end there to compete with. I think the wide receivers in Green Bay, they're uh, they're going to step up big this year. I think MVS is going to be a nice deep threat. I think Alan Lazard is going to continue to improve. And, uh, yeah, I can see good things, especially for Devontae Adams, who is the most athletic and most talented wide receiver in the NFL. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. Any any final thoughts on wide receivers? I know they're not your go-to moves. I know Rube took Tyler Boyd off my drop list a couple years ago, and oh, that yeah. turned out to be... Rob's t- donations to the, the championship. That was helpful. Tell me, tell me your guys' thoughts on AJ Green. I don't think he's got much left. 
He's the same age know. as Julio Jones. Who, yeah, who, but he's a lot older of a whatever age they are than Julio Jones is. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, he, AJ Green gets like hurt at least a little bit every year. Very hard to take a guy like that for me. That's from a winner's perspective. I don't know what you think, Roz. <laughs> he wins one time. He's the he's the telephone Don. I don't even know. get out of here. What makes you so great for it's winning te- it's one? It's Teflon Don. You're gonna quote stuff to it right at least. Whatever it is. Oh, breaking news! A little bit of sad news, by the way. Uh, Justin Verlander out for the year. Just popped really? up elbow injury. Yeah, breaking news here on the the opening line. I don't know how sad I am. Houston Astros did what they did. Karma's coming back at them somehow. Okay. I I don't like to see a guy get hurt for the year. I don't like to see anybody get hurt, but I don't like to see a team cheat the way they did. I mean, we got in that argument. I think what they did in most degrees are worse than anything that the people who took steroids did. I don't think it's actually close. Fair point. I think they altered a game while the steroids just altered the person. You, I actually came around on the steroid thing. I came around to the idea that, like, it doesn't make you hit the ball better. Really glory days of baseball. Yeah, I'm, I'm about it. Let's, everybody, dude, everybody should take steroids. Even us. Just make everything better. <laughs> well, you, you already have a tiny, tiny member down there, so steroids wouldn't impact you too much. Uh, now he's got the jokes, but no trophy. <laughs> Go fix my trophy that I made for you guys. Dude, this is pissing me off that that woman made Hey, such man, a- you could go fix it right now if you won the league. It'd be with you, but can't all have what we want. Well, I'll be back in almost a month from now, and I'll be ready to uh, start the mm-hmm. rain. My championship run, and it is nerve-wracking because – the more I see it, and a couple of baseball players say, said it, they don't think they're going to get through the full season, I would be livid. And I think we should make a clause that if we get to a certain point, whoever is atop the standings will be the champion of that year, regardless if there's a final or not. If you want a big asterisk next to your name, just to have a Ethan Rosenzweig 4-1 and champion of the, of the league, be my guest. But we'll all know. I think if you make it past eight weeks atop the league. We, we can cover it all with everybody on draft day and come up with something, but it's just not near the top of the list right now of things that we're looking for. I mean, we're looking for players and are going to help us win championships. Not really worried about it. The league comes to a halt. Rod, there's more important things to worry about. I, I am worried about that at, because I need the Packers to win another Super Bowl. Um, and I think this is the year they're going to do it. I don't give a shit that people think they're regressing. Okay. Uh, as long as he's uh, in the orange and blue in 2022. <laughs> that's all that matters. He's going to retire the Green Bay Packer. He's going to wear this uniform for the rest of the time where he won a nice Super Bowl ring, something the Bears don't know much about. Um, they don't, just, but they will. They will soon. They will not. Get they are not. They're not even going to be remotely close to it. Final thoughts? Any? Uh, I got asked about AJ Green. Any? Any fun wide receiver stats or fun wide receiver news? Anybody you like? Anybody you want to say hello to? These are close, closing thoughts on the wide receiver tree. 
Ruby, you could take it away. I mean, you've heard all of my great insight already. I think I've uh, exhausted my yeah, you my suck. knowledge today. We'll go to we'll go to wits. Uh, yeah, I'm just taking a look down near like 90 through 100 to see if there anybody that catches my eye. Uh, a couple names Roz talked about. I'm just not interested in. Um, one guy who could be interesting that I've heard a little bit about is Hunter Renfro with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, slot guy kind of reminds me a lot of Julian Edelman, and I don't know, piques my interest a little bit. Probably would be there in 13 through 16 round wise. So we'll see. Right next to Larry Fitzgerald on the rankings, who is still playing in the National Football League, which is amazing. Um, yeah, this will be a fun year. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to get going. So am I. We finish it up next week with tight ends, which will be a quicker conversation. We'll have more sports to talk about with the NBA comeback at, coming back as well. Thank you guys for listening. This is the opening line where we like to keep the line moving. We'll catch you next week, everybody. Have a solid whatever week it is. Woo!
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.